This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Curry walks up, gets... A screen gets another screen. This one's from Draymond. This one's from Chris Paul. Guarded by Williamson. Takes him to the corner. Takes the jumper anyway, and he hit it. Ridiculous. Just insane. It's time for Warriors Wrap Up with John Dickinson. We'll bring you into the locker room and hear from Coach Kerr and the players. Highlights from the game, and JD will take your calls. Warriors Wrap Up starts now. Indeed it does. Warriors get the win tonight against the Pelicans in New Orleans. Final score, 130 to 102. That's right, the Warriors able to turn this one into a blowout. Big third quarter, and they wind up winning on a night where Stephen Curry goes off again. 42 points for Steph, and even without Klay Thompson and Jonathan Kaminga, who missed this game due to injury on the second of a back-to-back, the Warriors able to have the lead after a back-and-forth first quarter uh, at the end of one, then that same two-point lead at the break, but then the third quarter, the Warriors turn a two-point lead into a 20-point lead going to the fourth, and it was cruise control for the entire fourth quarter as the Dubs win in New Orleans to sweep the road trip uh, 3-0 and and now head back home to take on the Sacramento Kings on Wednesday at three and one. So eight at eight nine five seven nine five seven zero. Triple eight nine five seven nine five seven zero. That is the phone number to participate in the program. You can give me a call or shoot me a text here on a Warriors wrap up on ninety five seven the game and a lot to like for the Warriors team, not only tonight with the blowout win, but finding a way to get it done in the fourth quarter and down the stretch in Houston a night ago, and then the big win in Sacramento to get this trip started, and the Warriors have three road victories in three tries. How long did it take Golden State to win three games away from Chase Center last season? Well, it was December the 18th when the Warriors were able to do that uh, a year ago. December 18th, which was their 17th that's right, their 17th road game. They were 3-14 and 14 after they won in Toronto on that Sunday afternoon and, and late evening. Uh, and the Warriors now 3-0 and on the road. So I know Steve Kerr, and, and watching a little bit of his post-game press conference, had said, hey, last year was the outlier. This, this team's always been able to win on the road. Still on the Warriors, in my opinion, to go out there and prove it. But the Warriors, to this point, have gone out there and, and proven it 
with the way that they were able to play, not only in Sacramento uh, after trailing mid-second quarter, but again, backing it up against a, a young athletic Rockets team in what was probably their worst game of the three, but able to just kind of keep the game close, and then Steph Curry takes it over down the stretch, and the Warriors wind up winning that one. And then tonight, third game in four nights, second of a back-to-back, no Clay Thompson, Kaminga out, and, and just led by Steph Curry, the Warriors able to handle the Pelicans uh, and improve to 3-1 and one on this young season. All right, a lot of bright spots to get into uh, for the Warriors tonight. And, I mean, what can you say about, about Steph Curry? I mean, he is just on fire to begin this season. Another 40-plus point performance from Stephen Curry, the 42 points tonight. And Steph is just having his way right now with opposing defenses. 7-13 from three, 42 points, 15 of 22 shooting. I mean, he he's just all over the place right now for the Warriors. Impressive, impressive stuff from Steph Curry. But it was also the others and in particular the bench for the Warriors that got the job done. And tonight was going to be a test of the Warriors' depth. When you take a starter in Clay Thompson away and you take another rotation player in Jonathan Kaminga through these first three games before tonight away, and how do the Warriors respond? Because you knew that meant that it was going to open up opportunities for others that maybe hadn't been playing much to get some run. And, and the two players who got the most run that hadn't been getting a lot of run were Brandon Pajemski and Trace Jackson Davis. And Trace Jackson Davis made the most of his opportunity to get a chance to play. How about Trace Jackson Davis? 13 points, 9 boards. Uh, Trace Jackson Davis with... A couple of blocks uh, tonight, and Trace Jackson Davis, not not only a couple, how about four blocks for Trace Jackson Davis uh, in this one? Not afraid to go up and dunk it on somebody, and somebody that's Steve Kerr, I don't think is going to be afraid to put out there to, to bring a different dynamic to, to the floor than what the Warriors have had with a lot of their bigs. And for all the conversation about, do the Warriors have enough bigs? Do the Warriors have enough bigs? Warriors need to sign another big. If the Warriors only had somebody that, that could block shots and dunk, that could play as a big, that that's what they need, damn it. And, how, and we heard it over and over and over and over and over and over and over from fans throughout the offseason and the summer and in the lead-up to the regular season, have to go get Dwight Howard, have to go get a big. And it turns out maybe the Warriors didn't need to go out and get a big because they had a rookie big that, that they believed was going to be able to, to step in and, and play some spot duty. And, and, hell, maybe even more than some spot duty coming up here. But when you look at Trace Jackson Davis, he really is a nice complement to what the Warriors already have in Kevon Looney and in Dario Saric, you even saw Saric and Trace Jackson Davis out there at the same time tonight. Some, I think their games are complementary, and Trace Jackson Davis has the ability to defend a little bit out on the perimeter to where you can play Saric and Trace Jackson Davis together. And so Trace Jackson Davis is is just another element brought to the table, I, I think, that really complements the other big. So uh, if he shows himself to be capable enough to get out there, uh, and it looks like Steve Kerr trusts him a heck of a lot more quickly than he's trusted some other young players in their rookie seasons that, that the Warriors have had. I mean, 
Trace ja- it seems like Steve Kerr, and we're talking about a limited role, but he trusts Trace Jackson Davis to be out on the floor more than he trusted Jonathan Kaminga as a rookie or Moses Moody as a rookie or, hell, even Jordan Poole as a rookie who was pressed into action during that 15-50 and 50 year where everybody got hurt and, and, and eventually Poole had to play but uh, probably wouldn't have been playing very much had everybody been healthy and, and accounted for. So it, it says something even in a limited role that Trace Jackson Davis, one, makes the most of the opportunity, but Steve Kerr's willing to give him the opportunity. I think it, it says a lot for the way this, this roster for the Warriors has been constructed uh, in the early part of this season. Uh, 888-957-9570, 888-957-9570, Warriors wrap-up. Here on 95.7 The Game, it's John Dickinson with you. We can get to your text messages, Comcast Business text line. We hope to hear from Steve Kerr and some players in the Warriors locker room as well from New Orleans as they'll be packing it up quickly and heading home where the Warriors are going to be home for, what, about about two days, basically, uh, as they get home, take on the Kings Wednesday, then it's right back out on the road. I don't know who the heck uh, – the NBA schedule maker – uh, to, to think that the Warriors are going to go from Houston to New Orleans, which is pretty normal, then fly all the way back to San Francisco to play the Kings and then go all the way back to the middle of the country to play Oklahoma City, <laughs> and then more road games, obviously, to follow there, as that'll be the first of a, a four-game road trip. But then they go up to Cleveland, they go to Detroit, they catch Denver on the way back. But you look at the Warriors, I mean, couldn't you have just stayed in – Oklahoma City, and and played the Thunder maybe on on Wednesday, and then come home and and played uh, Sacramento maybe at, at a later time. I know we got to get all the Sacramento matchups in in the first month of the season. I know that seems to be a a schedule prerequisite here the last couple of seasons, but uh, it seems seems a little foolish that the Warriors are going to go from Houston to New Orleans to San Francisco and then back home, or and then back out on the road to take on Oklahoma City. All right, let's pause here quickly. More thoughts on this one coming up, but uh, let's get a quick station ID here on 95.7 The Game. You're listening to 95.7 The Game, KGMZ FM and HD1 San Francisco, always live on the free Odyssey app, Twitch, and YouTube, powered by First NorCal Credit Union. All right, back here on Warriors Wrap-Up on 95.7 The Game. Uh, 888-957-9570. We are on YouTube uh, again here tonight. Great to be back on YouTube uh, due to some of the the technical issues and our our studios moving uh, to a different part of town. We didn't have the YouTube uh, up for the first couple of games, but it's great to have YouTube up uh, and uh, running here uh, to let the folks watch the program as it unfolds here on 95.7 The Game. Uh, quick little injury note. Uh, just received this notification uh, for our Wednesday's game, not relating to the Warriors, but uh, you saw and may have seen, rather, De'Aaron Fox of the Kings uh, sprained his ankle, and so Fox is officially going to miss the game on Wednesday. I know it had been set that he could miss some time, uh, maybe a week or so, uh, but it hadn't been officially where he was going to be ruled out, but the Kings did just announce that Fox will not play Wednesday's game against the Warriors. So a little bit of a break, although the Kings are a pretty deep team themselves, but uh, definitely a big-time break that that the Warriors are going to face the Kings without, at least against the Warriors, who has been Sacramento's best player, and and that's De'Aaron Fox. All right, some more thoughts on this one tonight as the Warriors win at 130-102. to 
getting the job done to improve to 3-1 and one on the season. And we're talking about Trace Jackson Davis and his impact. We're talking about Stephen Curry, just out of this world performance from Steph Curry. Uh, how about Chris Paul? Chris Paul, just, I mean, I mean, every game, Chris Paul just continues to show everybody how he is the connector, I think, from the veteran players that have won championships for this Warriors team and the younger players that are trying to find their way and, and be more productive because he's the one guy that's really going to be out there the most with both groups. He's going to be out there in a closing lineup and has been in the early part of the, the season, but he's also going to be the guy who is going to be coming off the bench when the Warriors are whole and they're close to whole. Now with Draymond Green coming back, at least for a night they were, Clay Thompson and Jonathan Kaminga out tonight. But I think when you look at where the Warriors are at, Chris Paul thought it was interesting that Steve Kerr still brought him off the bench, even with Clay Thompson out, with Moses Moody in the starting lineup. And Moses Moody continues to be solid. 13 points, 5 of 8, plus 18, just steady, moving the ball around, hustling, you know, doing a lot of the little things uh, that, that need to be done, but also making open shots when open shots are, are there. But yeah, Chris Paul just keeps connecting everybody. 13 points, 5 assists, Six boards. There was a point there where Chris Paul was just hitting mid-range jumper after mid-range jumper. And you, know, you wonder in some of the lineups that feature Chris Paul, how are the Warriors going to function offensively? Do they have enough scoring? And what we've seen at times is Chris Paul just takes the load. And tonight, Chris Paul just took it upon himself to, to call his own number. Hit some of those pull-up jumpers from the from the mid-range to keep the defense honest and allow him to get some of the, the the space that he needs to operate and get other players involved. So, top to bottom, I mean, tonight really about the Warriors bench, led by Chris Paul in, in a big-time way. And you look at the bench, Warriors outscore the Pelicans fifty-two to thirty-five off the bench in, in this game. And look at the rebounding for the Warriors, because it's not just scoring. It, the, the bench group for the Warriors uh, in, in this game, I mean, Chris Paul, he had six boards. Saric, ten boards. Trace Jackson Davis, nine boards. Pajemski, eight boards in 23 minutes. Those rebounds are possessions. Gary Payton, the second, four rebounds. I mean, adding it up, just doing the, the, the quick math right now, I mean, I see 40 rebounds for the Warriors bench on, on the quick math. 40 rebounds. For the, for the Warriors bench, I mean that's that's impressive impressive stuff, and you know they, they got to be able to to you know fly around and make plays and hustle and the like and and, and really I mean so far so good. Gary Payton the second looks healthy, which to me was always going to be the big question mark when you go back to when he was acquired for James Wiseman. Would Gary Payton the second be healthy enough with the Warriors to make an impact? He was healthy enough to help him beat the Kings last year in the playoffs. He looks healthy and active and very much in line with the player that he was two years ago. Saric hasn't shot it great to this point, but he's making an impact and, and, and connects the rest of the group with, with his skill set. Peyton's been out of this world, and Pajemski uh, showed some of what he brings to the table tonight in addition to Trace Jackson Davis. Those two got opportunities to play because Clay Thompson and Jonathan Kaminga were out due to injury. So all in all, a lot to really like uh, about this Warriors win. 
to improve to three and one. And again, another statement made, I think, through the three games of this road trip that this season is not last season for the Golden State Warriors. But that was on them to prove. And so uh, I know a lot of people are thinking, you know, whatever the Warriors, hey, the Warriors are saying everything's going to be better, and that's all cool, but they got to go out and, in my mind, prove it. And I think this this road trip in the 3-0 and is a first step toward proving that this team isn't necessarily going to be the team that we saw last year, but a much, much better version and, and more connected group uh, that, that has a chance if they can do that and went on the home floor at a similar clip. To, to be in the conversation to win 50-plus games, and that would put them you know, right up there near the top of the Western Conference and give them a, a great position once the playoffs begin. All right, let's get to the phones. 888-957-9570. That's where Robin in San Francisco checks in here on 95.7 The Game. Robin, good evening to you. Wonderful to speak with you. It's been far too long. How are you tonight? It has. I have to admit, J.D., I only watched part of the game, but I wanted to call in and say hi to my friend. I'm in the McDonald's drive-thru getting some coffee. Um, listen, a couple of things I want to ask you. I watched part of the game, um, and, and you, you stole some of my thunder. I want to ask you, what do you think it's going to look like when Draymond Green comes back? Is that whose minutes will that cut into? Will that cut into Jonathan Kaminga's uh, minutes? I would like to say that about Jonathan Kaminga that I know he's a fan favorite and everyone, uh, you know, loves his athletic ability, but I still question his basketball IQ. I do see him making more an effort in terms of um, rebounding. And I can see where that is really driving, you know, that, that's been emphasized with this team. And then the second thing I, I want to say is I love the way you said he's, uh, Chris Paul is a connector because that's exactly what he is. Do you think that the intelligence because they're undersized, they are undersized. Do you think that their heightened IQ, because I, I do think they've gotten better, you know, in terms of basketball IQ by adding Chris Paul, can that outweigh, say, the, the physicality or the or the size of somebody of a of a Denver Nuggets? Can they outsmart these teams if they're undersized? And I'm with you, JD. We don't need a big man like a D, D, Dwight Howard. Uh, MB, like everybody seems to follow suit. I'm of the mindset that all we need is what we really can't get, which is big, physical, two-way guard, wing guards, and that would solve the problem for the Golden State Warriors. Peace out, and I love you, J.D. Bye-bye. Thanks, Robin. Great to hear from you. A couple of things there. Yeah, I do think the heightened IQ with the, the talent that the Warriors have it can can be enough now it, to to where you can beat teams you know bigger teams even with the team that the warriors have and look i'm excited to see those matchups the warriors are going to play denver here in about a week and a half at at the end of the next road trip after they come home and play the kings one more time and then go back out on the road and and i'm interested to see how the warriors stack up you know the warriors can put looney on jokic they can put draymond on jokic We'll see if Trace Jackson Davis gets a shot against Jokic. I think Saric should be you know, difficult matchup, obviously, for him to, to go up against Jokic. But look, nobody can guard Jokic. Nobody, nobody, <coughs> excuse me, nobody can guard Jokic. So can you speed the game up to a point where he's neutralized a little bit by the game being faster, I think is, is the question. 
And look, we still a long way to go. Have to see this team go up against different types of teams. But yeah, I think if they remain healthy, they are a smarter team. I do think they're a balanced team in terms of skill and athleticism. But you know, all the pieces do seem to fit better than they did uh, a year ago. As far as Draymond coming back, you know, I do think that that is going to limit some of Kaminga's run. I really do. But maybe Draymond doesn't end up playing quite as many minutes as regularly as he has played in the past. I think that also could be part of the equation when you when you look at at Draymond Green. I I, I think maybe and and he's on a little bit of a minutes restriction right now and and with the blowout I mean he only played 21 minutes tonight but I I do think Kaminga is going to be around 20 to 25 I I think it's going to fluctuate I do think they want Kaminga and have really made a concerted effort to allow Kaminga to be able to play to 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 show him and try and put some faith in him that this year isn't going to be like last year as long as he's doing the little things that the Warriors want to get him on the floor. So uh, Draymond back would would maybe limit Kaminga a little bit here and there. Uh, you know, maybe Trace Jackson Davis isn't somebody that's necessarily going to play every single night. But if Trace Jackson Davis plays like he did tonight, he's going to force the Warriors' hand, and he is going to be somebody that's going to be in in the rotation. Now, him and Saric have different skill sets. Again, with Kaminga out, you could play Saric and Trace Jackson Davis together. That's just another mode of, of flexibility that the Warriors have on this roster, uh, which I think is a, a welcome sight uh, to have a young player that, that could step in and, and make an impact in the ways that, that Trace Jackson Davis could make an impact. But tonight was a little bit of a test. You know, Could guys that haven't really been playing a lot step right in and play and be impactful? And both Pajemski, to, to a lesser extent, and Trace Jackson Davis – to a significant extent, we're, we're able to do it. All right, 888-957-9570, 888-957-9570. Let's go ahead and pause here. We'll come back. Uh, we've got your eye on the stats coming up. we got your extending the three-point line coming up, your hardest worker of the game coming up as well uh, as the Warriors beat the Pelicans. Tonight. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress-them-on-the-third-date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. 
So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. All right, 130 to 102, and you heard it all right here at 95.7 The Game. Chris Paul, Jackson Davis goes up, power move, no good, got his own rebound, put back over Valachunas, low left, stayed with the play. And Golden State has their biggest lead of the night so far of six points. Now back to Warriors Wrap-Up with John Dickinson on 95.7 The Game. All right, Warriors up by six at that point. They lead by as many as 29. They go on to win by 28, 130. To 102 back here on Warriors Wrap Up on 95.7 The Game. 888-957-9570. 888-957-9570. As the Warriors improve to 3-1. and one. The Warriors are 3-0 and oh on the road. When's the last time the Warriors won three in a row on the road? Well, they didn't do it at all last year. Uh, you got to go all the way back to the 2021-22 season. The last time the Warriors won three straight road games. They won their final three road games of the regular season. Last year, the best the Warriors could do was two straight road games. They did that three times en route to their 11-30 and 30 road record in 41 games. And so, yeah, the Warriors already showing a little bit more of what they had two years ago compared to what they were uh, a year ago. And an interesting note on Trace Jackson Davis uh, from Elias. Trace Jackson Davis, the first Warriors player to record four or more blocks within his first two career games since blocks were kept as a stat going back now almost 50 years to the 1973-74 season. So Trace Jackson Davis showing a knack for being able to block shots, and that's a welcome sight for a Warriors team that at times has struggled to have those bigs that have the capability to block a lot of shots. Where did the Warriors win this game tonight? Well, in addition to Stephen Curry going off for 42 and 7-13 to from three-point range, it was the bench, really, led by Chris Paul. And the Warriors bench has been tremendous for the most part to begin the season a little up and down in the Phoenix game. They had a bad run, their first stint against Sacramento in the first half. But really, since the second half of the Sacramento game, the Warriors bench has been outstanding. 52-35 tonight, the Dubs bench outscores the Pelicans bench. And it's the second straight game that the Warriors bench group has scored at least 40 points. Uh, you look at, at the Warriors who, who have outscored their opponent's bench in, in each of the first now four games of the season. But uh, the Warriors have scored at least 40 points. They, they outscored the Rockets 41-21, the Kings 34-30, the Suns 31-27. So a little bit more evenly matched in those first two games against the two playoff teams from a year ago that the Warriors have faced. And, and you know, I, I think the Kings have a legit bench. I think the Suns have kind of a cobbled-together top-heavy roster bench. I don't think the Warriors bench played exceptionally well in that first game against against the Suns top to bottom. But then the Rockets, I think, is where, you know, younger team that that's added a couple of veterans that's trying to, to really improve themselves. Uh, but that team is not terribly deep. And the Warriors bench able to shine through in that game. And then tonight, 
the Warriors had 40 with about six minutes left in the fourth quarter, and the bench was going to finish this game, obviously, because of the fact that it turned into a blowout, and they wind up outscoring the Pelicans bench tonight 52-35. to So impressive, impressive stuff from the Warriors bench that's been impressive in really all uh, collectively uh, of these first handful of games uh, on the season. And uh, the other uh, area where the Warriors were able to win this game and uh, Warriors able to uh, get the job done in the third quarter. And dominance in the third quarter has been a staple of the Warriors during their title runs able to come out at halftime and, and really just go off and flip games around that are close and, and turn them into games where they have some breathing room, have the, you know, turn them into blowouts or, or games where they're behind, maybe get back into those games, set them up for fourth quarters when they're, they're able to get the job done and, and win them down the stretch. But yeah, you look at tonight in the third quarter, two point game turns into a 20 point game. And 31 or 39-21 Warriors in quarter number three tonight. And you look at the Warriors, they've been excellent in the third quarter in three of their first four games. The Suns game, it looked like it was going to win it for them, but then the top of the fourth quarter ended up losing it for them when Stephen Curry got into foul trouble there with the Warriors up six, and the Suns kind of controlled things from there, although the game was back and forth. But 40-19 to in the third quarter on opening night, 39-27 in game number two at Sacramento on Friday night, a plus 12. And then they were outscored 28-24 by the Rockets. That's kind of the weird outlier game where the Warriors didn't play great, but kind of hung around. And then Steph was Steph uh, down the stretch of that one. And then tonight, 39-21, plus 18. So the Warriors are plus 47, 142-95. So they've played, they've played four, basically a full game's worth now of third quarters. Right, four 12-minute quarters in the third quarter, and if you look at that as like a game of third quarters, they've they won that game 142 to 95 in blowout fashion, uh, and yeah, the Warriors at least 39 points in the third quarter three times. So they've they've come out on absolute fire in third quarters this season, and that I do think is is a mark of a team that that figures to be a contender. Uh, teams that are able to come out and put the clamp down and 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 just, you know, hit a team cuz I think a lot of times a lot of times in the NBA it's teams going through the motions. A lot of times in, in you know, especially some of these road games, it's yeah, a couple teams are just kind of going through the motions. You know, Monday night, a lot going on, just, you know, end of a trip and it's kind of up and down a little bit. And then you know the great teams go in at halftime against an inferior opponent, and they look around and they go, "This is a two-point game. Let, let's let's lock in and 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 blow the doors off the joint here in the third, and and just take control of this one." That's what the that's what the great teams do, and and so to see the Warriors, you know, sometimes it's adjustment, sometimes it's just a commitment to playing hard, sometimes it's you've been out there running up and down for for 24 minutes, and you see where you've got matchup advantages. And you, know, you put your foot on the pedal, and you go. And I think that's what the Warriors have done in, in a few of these games against good teams. And you know, I don't think the Pelicans are, are necessarily a, a great team. I, I really don't. Uh, I, I think the Pelicans are a team that, that, you know, when healthy, they have some talent. But, I mean, I look up and down the Western Conference, 
and I know the Pelicans came in two and zero, and now they're two and one. I don't see how this Pelicans team. I mean, it's they're going to be, I think, in a fight with a lot of teams for six, seven, eight, nine, ten, maybe, maybe even not quite ten, uh, because they've been one of those teams that's just proven to not be healthy. But uh, you know, I, I look at the, the the Warriors as a team that you know, when it's all said and done, they they should be if they're the best version of themselves, uh, a team that can put a clamp down on. Uh, a team like like the Pelicans. All right, 888-957-9570, 888-957-9570. Warriors wrap-up here on 95.7 The Game. Let's go ahead and hear a couple of minutes of Steve Kerr as he met with the media in New Orleans following the Warriors' 28-point victory. Being this hot to somebody open the season? No, no. Um, I don't know what his numbers are, but um, uh, he's... He's white hot right now. It's amazing watching him. I mean, he looks better than ever at 35, but he puts the work in um, every summer and um, keeps looking for ways to get better. He's constantly searching for edges in his training, and um, there's a reason he's Steph Curry, but um, just stunning to watch. What did you think of uh, Trace's name? The rookies were fantastic. You know, we've seen this throughout camp. Both guys can really play. Um, we've been itching to get Brandon out there. Trace, we got in the other night in Sacramento, and he gave us a really good um, run. And uh, But they got 18 rebounds between them. I mean, they're constantly uh, around the ball, anticipating plays, keeping the game simple, moving it on. It's really exciting seeing, seeing those two young guys play. Was not having Jonathan Clay available the biggest reason why the rookies got so much playing time. Yeah, two spots opened up in the rotation, and uh, we plugged those two guys in. Just minor knee issues for for Jonathan and Clay. Right. Yeah, yeah, minor. Yeah, they should be fine. But like, what contributions or what decision made in the halftime that contributed the whole game? And we we know we played very well in certain quarters. We felt good at halftime, even though we were only up two. We felt good about the way the game was going, and um, we didn't really make any adjustments. We just kept doing what we're doing, and um, obviously Steph was hot. Um, but the biggest thing is uh, we we didn't make a lot of mistakes. You know, around that. I mean, Steph is shooting like that, and we're taking care of the ball, and we're rebounding, and we're defending. You know, without fouling, which we we did for most of the game. I think fourth quarter they got to the line quite a bit. But you know, if you keep it keep it simple, keep it solid, good things are going to happen for us. And here, you have the ovation. Steph gets, but he's announced the starter, and it performs like that. Does it just make you reflect or wonder, not whether you made the right decision under the old rules, because you can still feel that's right, but just make you wonder what is basketball miss under the old rules? Uh, well, uh, the old rules meaning? In other words, that it would allow you to have rested him tonight, like, like, like the team did last night. Remember, he didn't play last year because it was a back-to-back game. He, he didn't play last year because he was banged up. We didn't rest him. We, we, we didn't play him because he, he was injured. And, uh, you know, it's, uh, we don't, nothing's changed um, with this stuff. We're, um, it's sort of, what is it, fourth game of the year. So he's feeling great. So that's why he played. Optimistic about this team. You like the mix, yeah. but you were also kind of like, yeah, it might take a little time. Yeah. Uh, is this coming together quick? I mean, it is only three games. Yeah, yeah. Is this coming together quick? It is. It is. I, I, I didn't know if we were ready. You know, after opening night, I thought it's going to take 
it's going to take some time. You know, we had to get Draymond um, back and, and in shape and, um, you know, had to get guys, um, the new guys accustomed to what we do. And um, so these last couple games have been really encouraging. Um, it's incredible to bring Chris Paul off the bench, um, you know, as as your backup point guard. It's incredible. He's a Hall of Famer. He's still playing at an incredibly high level. And it changes everything when you can start a game off, you know, with Steph Curry and then bring Chris with a great second unit into the game to, to keep the pressure on. And that's what I'm seeing. I'm seeing Chris, Dario, Gary, um, you know, all these guys coming off the bench and just, um, you know, making us even better, you know. And um, so it's really encouraging. We have a, we have a deep team and um, really connected. They're all having fun. They're all supporting each other. And it's a good start, but, you know, long long way to go, obviously. Where would you say Andrew's at through these first four games? Where is he? Yeah, like, where is he? How would you assess his performance through four games? Um, he's not at his best, but he's doing some good things for us. We need him. Um, you know, he... Uh, he guarded CJ uh, to start the game, which is uh, not you, the other CJ, uh, the one who can hoop. Uh, but I, I don't know. If, I don't know if he can write, but he can hoop. Um, but um, no, Wiggs is an important player for us, and he's not at his best. But uh, you know, I'm not worried about Wiggs. He's uh, is a guy who, you know, he's helped us win a championship two years ago. He, he um, he's been here for five years. Like we know what he can do, and um, you know, he'll get there. All right, so Steve Kerr there talking about a lot of different things. Of course, Steph being out of this world. The rookies, most impressed with Steve Kerr with the 18 rebounds for the rookies. A couple of spots opening up in the rotation, as we talked about, with no Kaminga and no Clay Thompson. So Pajemski and Trace Jackson Davis able to get the nod there. Good to hear minor issues for Clay and Kaminga. Thought it was interesting, the back and forth there which, uh, with a New Orleans-based reporter, it sounded like, about the questions about the new rules and, and resting players. Look, there were two times last year where Steph didn't play in New Orleans on the second of a back-to-back. And, you know, Steve can downplay that all he wants, and, and that's fair. And, and look, the Warriors, I, I always say this, compared to other teams, do not rest their stars at the level that other teams do. But, uh, you know, I, I think unless there is some kind of, you know, legitimate documented issue, and I think the Warriors have tried to make sure Steph shows up on the on the report with any little potential ailment that, that he would have, uh, you know, I, I do think there's something to, you know, Curry playing in a game like tonight. And look, Clay Thompson, I, I'm on record. I mean, I, I wouldn't play Clay Thompson hardly in back-to-backs ever. I, I said that last year. Kaminga, of course, is legitimately banged up. He's a young player. He'd be he'd be active and playing if, if he was fully healthy. So, you know, Clay not playing the second of a back-to-back, I think to me that's a, a no-brainer given his injury history. And, and if he's got a little bit of some knee soreness, as the injury report indicated, then you might as well keep him out. But but Steph should be playing tonight, you know, bottom line. And, and you know what? It was great for the league tonight that Steph did play. It was great for the league that Steph went out there and dominated the game and went off for 42 and is having a, an MVP-level first week of the season. That's good for the NBA, and it's good for the Warriors because the Warriors ended up getting a win tonight to where, you know, who knows what happens if Steph Curry winds up sitting out tonight 
and and doesn't pour in 42. I mean, maybe they're slogging through a game with, you know, Brandon Pajemski and Corey Joseph playing the point guard minutes and and we're having a completely different conversation right now on, on Warriors wrap up. So, you know, I get it where Steve would take a little bit of offense to the fact that you know, somebody's kind of coming at him with, well, hey, the league forced your guy to play tonight. I don't think it was cut and dry like that, but I got to be honest. I mean, to me, I'll bet the Warriors thought a lot less about Steph Curry taking tonight off than they would have had it been a situation where, you know, maybe those rules weren't in place. And, you know, I'm going back on my calendar right now, the, the calendar in my brain, but, you know, because Steve mentioned fourth game of the season, and not to get off on a little bit of a tangent, but it was November 4th when the Warriors played in New Orleans last year, and, and the Warriors shut everybody down and, and didn't play. Now, that was at the end of a long trip and all of that, but we're talking about five days later on the, on the calendar, and of course, the, the season did start a week earlier last year. So, you know, it's not apples to apples, but... I, I think, and this is really my first opportunity to speak to it, I think anything the league can do to enhance star players playing on a night-in, night-out basis when, you know, for in large part, the regular season, you know, we've been kind of told that it's meaningless. Uh, to me, that's that's good for the game. And so, you know, I, I was excited when it was like, all right, Steph's going to play tonight. All right, Clay, maybe not. Kaminga, whatever. It'll give opportunities for other players. But I'm over the days where, and I know there's going to be a couple of them, but I'm over the days where you get the injury report at 11 o'clock or 12 in the afternoon and the, the top four players for, for a given team are out and, and basically the game becomes worthless at that point, uh, to be perfectly honest. There's been far too many of those games league-wide over the last decade and anything the league can do to to augment that and to prevent it from happening. Well, the Warriors have not been the, the biggest defender of that, uh, I think it's good, and, and the Warriors benefit from it because the Warriors' mentality this season needs to be win as many games as possible in the regular season, get the best position they can uh, heading into the playoffs, and give themselves a shot to, to win uh, an NBA championship. So my, my two cents on that. And, uh, yeah, Steve, I think you did rest him a couple of times last year. Uh, you know, I, I, Again, I get you bristling a little bit, but I think that bristling at that reporter from New Orleans might have been a little, a little out of pocket uh, for the head coach of the Warriors, who otherwise is, I think, feeling really good about his team right now at 3-1, and 3-0 and on the road, and the pieces, both young and old, seemingly fitting together, and that's what uh, every Warriors fan wants to see. All right, before we get out of here, we got a couple of pieces of business to get to, including our extending the three-point line tonight, brought to you by West Coast Men's Health. 18-15, New Orleans. Curry stops and pops, trying to tie the game. Topside three! Curry! My goodness. It is 18-all. And there's that murmur again going through the crowd. Did you see that? Yeah, and that's something that those fans in New Orleans didn't get a chance to see either time last year. In November, by the way, early in the season, November, both trips when Steph didn't play. Uh, and so he does play tonight. He puts on a show. The fans in New Orleans loving it, and the Warrior fans loving it as well because anytime Steph Curry's out there on the floor, it's a, it's a treat and it's a show. And when he's playing the way he's playing right now, 
It's just out of this world. So that you're extending the three-point line tonight, brought to you by West Coast Men's Health, successfully treating men for ED and chronic pain. Visit westcoastmenshealth.com. Warriors get the win tonight, 130-102 to in New Orleans as uh, the Warriors win it. Big third quarter, Dubs uh, outscoring the Pelicans 39-21 in the third quarter. Massive night from the Warriors bench, 52-35. They outscore the Pelicans, and uh, the Warriors will come back home where they will face the De'Aaron Foxless Sacramento Kings on Wednesday night before road games ahead Friday in Oklahoma City, Sunday at Cleveland, then a back-to-back again. They have the Sunday-Monday back-to-back for a second time here in two weeks. Detroit a week from tonight, and then at Denver. That's going to be an early game that uh, I think all eyes are going to be on when the Warriors go to play the defending champs in Denver on November the 8th, coming up here a week from Wednesday. All right, let's get to our hardest worker of the game, brought to you by Alameda County Sheriff's Office, who works hard to serve the community. Are you looking for a career in law enforcement? Learn more about job opportunities at joinacso.com. Hardest worker of the game goes to Trace Jackson Davis for tonight. Trace Jackson Davis able to get in there uh, tonight uh, and, and play just about 20 minutes, 13 points, 9 boards, 4 block shots. For Trace Jackson Davis, a couple of thunderous finishes, and he's making an impact. That That's two for two as far as Trace Jackson Davis goes in terms of ability to make a positive impact when he's been called upon and tonight getting uh, the 20 minutes after just getting a, a handful of minutes in the second half of the game against Sacramento. Did a nice job against Damana Sabonis. We talked about that on Friday night in Sacramento. And Trace Jackson Davis doing a, an excellent job uh, tonight in New Orleans as he helps the Warriors to a 130-102 to victory. Big opportunity for him uh, with uh, Jonathan Kaminga out to get a shot to play, and he made the most of it. And uh, the Warriors have got to be loving what they're seeing from Trace Jackson Davis. All right, uh, that'll do it. We'll, we'll call it a night on that note uh, as the Warriors get the job done by 28. Uh, coming up on Wednesday, uh, we'll have Warriors Live for you back at Chase, 6 o'clock with Warriors Live as it'll be the Warriors and the Sacramento Kings and then join me after the ball game as well as uh, we'll have Warriors wrap up from Chase Center, the Warriors and the Kings, game number five. The Warriors trying to get their first home win still of this 2023-24 season, and things looking good for the Dubs to this point. Their record now 3-1. and one. Uh, That puts them right near the top of the Western Conference. Only the Mavs at 3-0 and and the Nuggets at 3-0 and ahead of Golden State. You've got Phoenix and Sacramento and the Clippers all two and one. The Pelicans dropped to two and one. Oklahoma City two and one to begin the year. And you just look at, at some of the other teams. Nobody three and one in the Eastern Conference. The Celtics are off to a, a three and zero start in the early part of this season. The Magic uh, two and zero. They're playing down in Los Angeles uh, as we speak against the Lakers 
in what is the second of a back-to-back for the Lakers. But uh, other than that, uh, there are a couple of just just three two-and-one teams even in the Eastern Conference, which has gotten off to a slower start. Detroit, Indiana, and Philadelphia. So a couple of those teams are teams that, that would figure in Detroit and Indiana to be bottom feeders. So all in all... A big-time start for the Warriors to this season uh, at 3-1. and one. We'll see if they can keep it rolling on Wednesday night back at Chase against Sacramento. Thanks to Sterling Bennett. Thanks to everybody in our San Francisco studios. I'm John Dickinson. We'll talk to you 6 o'clock back in San Francisco on Wednesday. Warriors get the job done tonight as uh, they beat the Pelicans 130-102. to 102. And you heard it all right here in your home for Golden State Warriors basketball, 95-7 the game. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month without a pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. Protect your vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts.